And we are WDEV FM and AM. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's that time, isn't it, Farmer Dave? It is. Yep. Joel here in the uh, push-button seat here. This is where all the mistakes are made, uh, wrong, you know, things coming over the air. And uh, Dave is uh, with the microphone over there. Hoping that I don't say something that's a mistake. Yeah, well, uh, that's to be seen as it's time for... That uh, very special program that starts out this way every Saturday, a little after 9 o'clock. Music to go to the dump show program. That's us. That's us. Yes. And the show must go on. And it does go on. And it will does. go on. It will. And so how was your Thanksgiving, Farmer Dave? Ah, uh, they're not the same as they used to be. You know, you don't have all the family members mm-hmm. there. and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's different. Yeah, it, it is. It was small for, for me, but my brother came uh, up from, uh, from, that, from Tuxedo, New York, from the Catskills. And so it was nice... Uh, we were reminiscing about uh, old times. <laughs> this is this is what you this is what happens when two brothers get together, both in their seventies. Me and my extreme late seventies, you know. Okay. Oh, we've got. Uh, you can talk. You can speak. Can you can you believe it? Brent Brent walks into the studio and doesn't say anything. Makes you wonder what he had for breakfast. Don't yeah, what did you have yeah, for breakfast? So here I am. I forgot my radio. I forgot my boots, and I left my socks here somewhere. No, by by golly. <laughs> well, I did the I did I did the stock report yesterday, and I closed it by saying, "Okay, well, the Dow is up, the Nasdaq down, and my socks unchanged." Yes, so. <laughs> uh, now, don't hold me up because I got to get up to the radio station so I can hear music to go to the dump. Bar, oh, okay, okay, okay that uh, that makes a, a modicum of Sense. Why would anybody want to listen to that show? <laughs> I don't get really, it. Really, really. Okay, wait, but uh, Ken always pointed out to the ratings that there was a blip. He said, oh, look at that, look at that, 9 o'clock hour. That's special in the ratings. I, I don't know what ratings he was talking about, but uh, it's he made sure I knew about it. It's the best hour in radio. Okay. Yes. What's, now, uh, you, you know, it's, it's still, <clears throat> I guess it's still deer season. It goes on forever. You have what? You have youth weekend. You have archery. You have muzzleloader. You have regular rifle season. You have the season for the guy that didn't get to deer last week's season. And I don't know. It just goes on and on. But at some point in time, this must go on. Let us do it. Oh, dear, dears. I hope he's working. Money to put the battery in there. 3.30 in the morning, not a soul in sight Steering wheel in my left hand and my spotlight in my right Out looking for a big buck cause there's a contest to win I can't let old bad Bob beat me out again So the spotlight glows Yeah, the spotlight glows Bored and sleeping in his house across town. It's a good thing I mailed his wife that Victoria's Secret gown. Asking for a miracle as my buck walks into sight. Warden ain't the only one who's getting lucky tonight. His spotlight glows. Yeah, the spotlight glows. As I pulled into my drive Something's kicking in the bed of my truck I think that buck is still alive I jump out to finish him off And out the back he goes 
light shines in my eyes I think now he knows That this might like glow Yeah, the spotlight glow, spotlight glow, and the bullet strikes, another buck goes down, on a moonless night, poaching goes on, out of control, deep in the dark, the spotlight Rushes over to me, throws my gun to the ground. About the only break I caught was that buck was never found. Warden said, son, you can't fool me. I know where you've been. This'll be the last time you spotlight deer again. Spotlight don't glow. Oh, no. Spotlight don't glow. Get nearly double track is when the deer oh, sometimes happened? kick there back. There we go. Oh. In hunting season, man is boss and roams the woods with lead to toss at any unsuspecting buck which he can find by skill or luck. And mostly, deer don't have a chance. In spring, the deer will call a dance. They gather in complete disdain of all the deer that man has slain and meet in open spots to plan just how to best kick back at man. They're seen in every mountain pass, inviting folks to use a glass to watch him feed, and there's the catch. They'll trap of drivers quite a batch. The deer are sure to have their day when drivers block the whole highway. The state police try hard to goad folks so they won't stop on the road, but nothing stops them, nothing will. When deer are seen there on the hill, when counting deer is driver's goal, the deer are sure to take their toll. On some high place they'll stake one out in stag-like pose to look about. He's sure to be a good big buck. He watches steady for a truck whose driver, in spite of heavy load, is watching deer more than the road. At last one picks up speed downhill, the driver gets an awful thrill, for there's his buck. He looks just once. Soon someone calls the ambulance. The truck plows right on off the road and redistributes that big load among the trees. The man is hurt from crashing through a deep culvert. Expenses more, it soon appears, than licenses a hundred years. Another comes by unaware. A real death trap awaits him there. He sees the white tails as they flick. He jams the brakes on hard and quick. The car behind comes crashing in. The damages pile up like sin. Some bones are broke. Some folks get killed. I uh, wonder if the deer are thrilled. I somehow doubt it. After all, in spite of harassment in the fall, these gentle creatures, soft as night, just can't be born to carry spite. It's likely just another case where a man had judged the master race compounds his ills, his neighbors too, as he's by nature prone to do. His arrogance he can't retard. He talks too much and plays too hard at being something he is not. He doesn't practice what he's taught. He struts about, he treads on toes. He shoots at bucks and sometimes does. He kills for things he doesn't need, and gets comeuppance for his greed. Some edification and some uh, 
things to ponder from the old squire. Yes, and we did not dare stop that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we know better. Absolutely. At any rate, uh, music to go to the dump by. End of uh, uh, rifle season, I guess, as it is right now. Is it, aren't the archers going to be coming out soon? I don't know, <laughs> Joe. It's just... <clears throat> It's like the season that goes on forever. Well, I would have. Uh, I drive slowly because I don't like. I've made, I, I don't like hitting critters, and I drive at three or four in the morning, as you know, when I'm here on the yeah. On when the, the weekends, critters are out and about. When they're out and about, yeah. And uh, because I drive slowly, I did not get my first deer, which would have been a fairly big. I mean, you know, I mean, fairly sizable doe, not a buck, out there in Mallet's Bay. But uh, you know, I've seen a lot of deer crossing the roads out in my neck of the woods. But this was the biggest doe that I've ever seen. I have three of them down to the camp at Hangout. Mm-hmm. I haven't been seeing them as much lately because, well, once the hunters start moving the, the deer, they start hunkering down, and you don't see them as often. But after the season is over, they'll they'll come back. And yep. They drive by... All the vehicles drive by the house real slow, looking, yeah. and it just that irritates me, Joel. It really does. That that to me would be like me going out and shooting your cat off your front porch. Yeah, exactly. you know, I just I don't get it. It's deer it comes out in that field every day, the same day. I'm sorry, folks, but that ain't hunting. <laughs> get out in the woods. We probably ought to play, I don't know, uh, a deer song, or maybe we've got some uh, sponsors. Or, uh, I think we have... Uh, still, have we? Maybe? I don't know. I think we have a testimonial to uh, share with us right now, and uh, which is a good reason to be a sponsor here on WDEV. These, uh, these folks say, you know, I put my message on. And guess what? People come to my business and spend money. And uh, where did you hear about it? Well, they heard it on the radio. Well, where's the radio? This is the radio. Yeah. Yes. So, so anyway, listen up. Did you know that Radio Vermont Group Digital Services can create videos including drone footage? We've even won awards for our videos. If you'd like to learn more and see examples of our work, go to rvgdigital.com. Radio Vermont Group. We're more than just radio. Well, shall we do that uh, next Dear song that you uh, let's wait. We, oh. Now I realize, dumpsters, you've you've heard these songs like oh I don't know two weeks ago, but this is the only time of year you're going to hear these songs. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play them again. We'll and come up with something equally as annoying next week, won't we? <laughs> I would like to think we could. Yes, indeed. We're mighty manly hunting men, all American males. Once a year we leave our homes to hit the hunting trail. We pack up the pickup with guns and pork and beans. Lots of toilet paper and girly magazines. We hit the ruts in four-wheel drive, then we crack a beer. By the time we get to camp, we're into crawler gear. We sit around the campfire, run and sniff each other. Bankers, lawyers, garbage men, out here we're hunting brothers. Hunting is a manly thing, girls don't understand. We're the men, the hunters, the masters of the land. We post, we post, we lie a lot and drink a lot of beer. We belt, we sing, we bond, we drink and always get a deer. We're wide awake and ready right at the crack of noon. Go and stock that savage beast just like Daniel Boone. You think you hear a fox snort or maybe it's a bear. But it's just another hunter passing stinky air. Sitting in that deer blind, you know what freedom is. You don't have to go and hide just to take a whiz. Just stand out in the open, drop pictures in the snow. Wear that same old underwear for two weeks in a row. Hunting is a manly thing, girls don't understand. We're the men, the hunters, the masters of the land. We post, we post, we lie a lot and drink a lot of beer. We clean up our favorite guns, put on our hunting shirts, grab a can of deer scent, give a couple swords. 
through the savage wilderness we move without a sound finally up ahead we see our favorite hunting ground we all grab an empty post on mahogany ridge right next to that jukebox the peanuts and fridge old swamp bucks all gather around snorting shots and beers walking out those bucks in rough case two-legged deer Hunting is a manly thing, girls don't understand. We're the men, the hunters, the masters of the land. We post, we post, we lie a lot and drink a lot of beer. We belt, we stink, we bond, we drink and always get a deer. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It's a manly sport. It is. <laughs> Well, uh, but uh, we we have gotten requests, if you can believe it. There's a what, what's the song? There's a lady in the deer camp. Yeah, by we by, played uh, that last week. Huh? There's a woman in our deer. There's camp. a woman in our deer. Yeah. By PV and the Skidders. <laughs> right. We'll probably play it again today too. Okay, it's there somewhere. It's you here know, somewhere. We have options. Okay. Well, let me just mention that uh, the last time that I was your co-host on music to go to the dump by. Uh, surprise of surprise, I get an email from Corm, Steve Cormier, the boss, uh-huh. uh, general manager of Radio Vermont, saying we got a complaint. I said, so I was on the air and you got a complaint. That's like calling me up and saying that the sun rose. You know, there you, know, you go. <laughs> and the complaint was that it was the start of deer season and we didn't play uh, Rusty Parker's interview with the deer. Well, the fact of the matter is... Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, yes. the fact. And I, I pointed out to Steve that, uh, you know, the gentleman or person or whatever who complained must have been out visiting the little out, little shack out back or something because uh, for that six and a half minutes because, indeed, we did play it. But, hey, don't we want to make everybody happy? We'll do it again. Indeed. Usually on our Deer Hunters First Day of Deer Hunting program, we interview a game warden or maybe a hunter. This morning we have a... Better number to call it was given to us. This works now. We don't always get the number we dial. Actually, it's a pay station out in the wilderness, alongside the interstate. Hello, hello. Oh, whoops. Wait for it to ring. Hello. Hello. Uh, we were calling. We were given this number to call a deer. Are, are you a deer? Yeah, I'm a deer. And you, and you're a person. You answer the. T- that's right. I'm a person. I, I want to say right off that I appreciate the fellow that gave me this number to call. Um, well, I don't appreciate. It. I was just trying to get some sleep here. I got a big day ahead of me. You know. That's, that's right. You're supposed to be up early this morning. I hope you right. realize that. Um, I know what the, you're doing. Up here. One of the deer we see are running along the interstate. What is it about the interstate highways that fascinate deer anyway? Well, they love the exits. They love the signs. The signs? I think the signs. They love the the beauty of the interstate. And they love the hard pavement with their hooves. Our hooves <laughs> right on the pavement. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can hear me on the booth here mm-hmm. with our, my hoof. Listen. Hear that? That's my hoof on the booth. With <laughs> phone booths are like interstates. Uh, well, uh, we uh, want to ask Just a... like you're like a pain in the neck calling me at this hour. Well, I was told to call you at this hour that you're always up on Deer Hunter's morning at this hour of the morning. Well, I was about to get up. Uh, what about this uh, business of having a special deer season? Is it true, for instance, that if they didn't have a deer season, that there'd be too many deer and you wouldn't ever make it through the winter? You're referring to that uh, not enough food argument. That's right, not enough food to get you through the winter if we... Didn't. Well, I don't buy that, really. Um, you know, being a deer and being about seven years old, uh, I'm not too... Cr- I, I think I'd... We have a general feeling here that we'd rather take our chances on the winter than uh, take a bullet through the head or somewhere else on the body that this seems, time of year. seems very narrow of you. After all, the hunting season is a pretty important to Vermont. You must have done pretty well as far as being elusive is concerned. If you've survived seven years, uh, seven hunting seasons, how do you, how do you uh, make yourself so inconspicuous during the hunting season? Well, camouflage. Uh, camouflage is the answer. Uh, camouflage, you disguise yourself? Yeah, right. I think uh, the idea of camouflage, I'm not sure the dictionary meaning, but it's to make yourself appear as something else. That, uh, and uh, What do you make yourself appear? Well, I appear as a house cat. That's what, when you see me today, I'll be looking very similar to a house cat. A little bigger than an average house cat, but 
I can't do anything about that. Oh, how will you spend your day today? Now this is the first day of the deer hunting season. Well, normally on a Saturday I get up and uh, usually this is my bowling day, but I I'm not going bowling today. I um, you know I go to the lanes and someone spots me. Uh, you know my my cat costume falls off or something or other. My camouflage so, so I'm discovered. Feel... You know I go up. You know I go up and ask for a change or get my bowling shoes or something or other. And someone discovers that I'm okay. I'm a deer. And all of a sudden, blam! You know that's it. I, I can't. I can't afford that. Of course, you can't see you over the telephone. How big a deer are you? I mean, like a six-pointer, ten-pointer? Yeah, somewhere in there. I don't think I should. You know, I want to give myself away or anything. But I'm a. I'd be a pretty good catch if you know what I mean. How? Uh, what my wife says. <laughs> how do you feel about hunters? Well, I don't know. I like. I don't mind hunters. I. I don't understand. You know what they're doing. I. Um, I don't understand why they're out hunting. I, I imagine well, it's a that. Sport, you well, see. they call it a sport, but uh, I imagine that they all have mothers sometime or other in their lives, or children, or families. But I, families that they should be spending today with, as a matter of fact, I, I don't understand them. You think hunters should stay home today? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'll be with my family today. Up at the yard. Yeah. Uh, um, we have a yard, and we, it's where we stay. Uh, like you. One of the things that's going on today, you know, everybody goes to Hunter's Breakfast. Have you ever been to a Hunter's Breakfast? No, I've had one for lunch. Never <laughs> had one for dinner. <laughs> never had one for breakfast? No, I never had one for breakfast. You don't. They really. don't go good with go good with Rice Krispies. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, uh, you don't really do, you don't really eat Hunter's, do you? I've never heard of that happening. No, we don't do that. We're a little bit above the human race. Yeah, just an occasional... Uh, <laughs> Small hunter. Uh, yeah, if I someone think, leaves I, an arm in the woods or something or other, you know, nibble on it. What I what I really wondered is, uh, and I guess everybody listening... That's what I've been wondering, what you've been wondering about. Yeah, I was wondering where you're going to spend the day today. That's what everybody listening wants to know. Where are you going to be this morning at sunrise? Well, I... Oh, no, you don't. No, no, no. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to be, because... What, what, is this the radio? Yes, and we're on the radio. Okay. Yeah. I tell. Okay, here's how it works. I tell you where I am. All your listeners, how many there are, I don't know, know how well where I am, and all of a sudden, I'm a dead deer. Oh, no, I can't believe that. You, you, well, sound, you sound like you'd survive. I hope you have a nice hunting season, and I appreciate you giving us your phone number. Uh, where's this pay booth located? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not telling you, but it's uh, it's in the Underhill area. In the Underhill area? <laughs> okay. I think there are a lot of deer here. You know, you could... Uh, yeah, I will, I'll, I'll still be hard to find. I'm going to be looking like a cat. Hard to get. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for talking to us. Well, thanks for calling. It's a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting that call in the morning. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm still, we mentioned this last time. I'm just wondering where any phone booth is, but I'm not going to get into that again. That goes back a ways, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. Great bit of WDEV history. Yeah. Now, I suppose we... We might have a what a report from Mort Buckbottom coming up here, wouldn't we? I think we can do that probably right now, if you'd like. Huh? Shall we check in with Mort? Mort Let's see uh, what Mort's up to. Mort, are you available? All right, uh, check, check, one, two, test, test. All right, this here is Mort Buckbottom broadcasting live and direct from the great outdoors here on the multitudinous stations of Radio Free Vermont. Opening day of deer season is finally upon us. That high holy day for flannel wearing, blaze orange worshiping, gut pile producing Vermonters from Shaftesbury to Craftsbury. And in the grand tradition of my late grandfather, the dearly departed Bert Buckbottom, who sadly lost his life in the autumn of 2002 to an overly aggressive and severely amorous 12-pointer in the throes of the rut. I am on the move this morning in hot pursuit of venison for the freezer and another rack of horns to mount over the band door. Now I've packed my furnace full of coffee, light and sweet, just like my beloved wife, Beulah Buckbottom, back to home, my trusty 30 6 rifle, six deviled ham sandwiches, and a roll of squeezable soft shaman bathroom tissue, just in case of a sudden digestive disturbance in the woods. Now, unfortunately, in my zeal to be in the woods and on the stock prior to daylight, 
I have uh, apparently failed to pack any actual ammunition for the aforementioned .30-06, leaving me no choice but to revert back to the ancient hunting tactics first used by the local Native American Indian-type tribesmen in generations gone by. I will be climbing the nearest tree and waiting silently and stealthily with buck knife in hand for my unsuspecting quarry to traipse unknowingly into my disingenuous trap, at which point I will immediately drop down upon my unsuspecting target and commence to stab him at whatever vital organs and or appendages may happen to present themselves for stabbing. Now, I have admittedly never harvested a buck utilizing this particular hunting technique. But if it was good enough for some feller in a loincloth, then by God, it's good enough for me, too. Okay, this is Mort Buckbottom, stag stabber extraordinaire, with another deer hunting update right here on the Station of Stature in Harold Grout's Pasture. AM 550 and FM 96 point something or other. WDEV, back to you fellas there at Redidio Central. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, I tell you, the miracle of uh, electronics allows us to go all the way out into the deep woods where Mort Buckbottom spends his entire year and then gives us a call during hunting season. Yeah. Oh, wait, is, it, is your microphone on? There it is. Oh, Stag Stabber Extraordinaire. I tell you, that's quite a title, ain't it? That's, that's uh, what the poets call alliteration. Okay. My teacher asked me once when in King was, okay, give me an example of alliteration. And I said, isn't that when you throw trash in the street? That's why I did so well in school. There you go. That's why you're on the radio. There we go. Yeah. Now. We got a couple of uh, requests, but. uh, Have we? Yeah. But uh, we were talking about. Um, the woman being in the deer. Yes. And, yes. Uh, shall we say, spiffing it up a little. <laughs> spiffing it up and actually showing the boys how it's done. That's true. Yes. I, it, it's a great number. So those who have been, uh, actually we had uh, two people making a request. And isn't the old saying, two birds with one stone? They both made the same request. I'll tell you what it was in a minute, uh, Farmer Dave. But All righty. The one that we have pre-planned, and this is what, uh, again, I address the uh, upper-level management, is what we call s- s- uh, show preparation in radio. You know, Lord knows we put a lot of it yeah, into we, it. <laughs> we quickly run out into the hall and say, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do? That's our show prep. Anyway, we show prepped this one, so we're ready for the woman in the deer camp. She was a woman with a name like Billy Joe. Don't talk to me about beginner's luck. She walked out the door and rocked a ten-point buck. She's a crow. Ah, oh, she's a crow. There's a woman in our deer camp, don't you? Says hi, please take your boots off at the door. There are shutters on the outside. What you think? They're not camel or dark green. They're shocking pink. Cheats some crow. Ah, cheats some crow. There's a woman in our deer camp. No shit. Dear camp, don't you know? There are bunny rabbits painted on the walls and on the floor. There's a toilet where the gun rack used to be. And the sign says lift the seat before you pee. Cheats and crow. Ah, cheats and crow. There's a Walked out the door and 
this door. There's a people where the playboys divide. And the older and in case somebody died. Oh, Jesus and Crow. Jesus and Crow. There's a woman in our dear Gandalfia. with a capital K. No two ways about it. Thanks for, thanks for reminding me of that, Farmer Dave. This is a great... As, as I mentioned the last time we were together, the closest I come to anything related to deer hunting season is I go to occasional uh, hunter's breakfast. I, unlike the other hunters who go to a hunter's breakfast and then go out into the woods, I go to a hunter's breakfast and go back home and go to bed. I'm going to say take a nappy poo. <laughs> That's right. Let those endorphins uh, take over like they did over... Over, over Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is amazing. Get together with my brother and we eat a big turkey dinner and both of us fall asleep in different places and then wake up and decide to have, well, isn't it, isn't it time for a snack? <laughs> Hit the turkey once again. So, that little pumpkin pie and some cranberry sauce. Got, and, uh, yeah. yeah I, don't know where, I don't know where the uh, raspberry pie came from or, the, or whatever it was, the fruit pie, but the uh, Sam Moss is out in Colchester. Terrific pumpkin pie! My goodness, you know you like to make them yourself. And I say, you know, this this is this is one of those Vermont businesses that uh, you know we talk about. Yeah, well, it's out where I live, out Colchester. So Sam, there's Sam Mazes and Dick Mazes. You know, the, well, both, both have great stores and both have great pies. Anyway, that is Sam Mazes pumpkin pie. Years and, ago, mm. I was uh, <clears throat> um, Weight Watchers, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> that's that's one of the things you do. You go with your wife. And uh, that weekend, I had, I had baked a couple of pumpkin pies. Mm-hmm. And, well, I'd had one. Uh-huh. And when I got ready to get on the scale, I had gained a pound. And, of course, all the women were busting on me. Mm-hmm. And they said, so what do you think of that? And I said, well, you know what I think of that? I think if I'd known I was only going to gain a pound, I would have ate the other one, too. There you go. I'm with you on that ah. <laughs> Well, I mentioned earlier we had a couple of uh, requests, and since both people requested the same song, and since it is really the deer hunting song that yeah. uh, really took over music yeah. by which to go to the dump. You know, the thing of it is, it. we have we have the first week of deer camp. Yeah. We have what's coming up, and what we're going to play is the second week of deer camp. But I could not find a song that said the final week of deer camp because. I don't know that anybody knows when this really ends. Yeah, there's a rifle season, and yeah. uh, then there's archery season, and isn't there go out with a sledgehammer season? I don't know what what's going on. Well, we'll even sell season. you a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because, funny. by God, if you can't find him in the woods, there's a pretty good chance you're going to find one up along I-89 somewhere. I'm about to say, uh, you know, I yeah. worked early, early, early Sunday mornings, and uh, if you want to find a deer in, uh, in the middle of the road uh, when you can't see anything when you're driving and there's no other cars and no lights. Uh, yeah, I-89 is a good place. There is <laughs> no deer out there that thinks for a minute that they make a really good hood ornament. <laughs> they don't. Indeed, here we go. Hey, there goes one. Hey, you shot my cow. Ooh. It's the second week of deer camp. I got a swollen head. I'm lying with the dust balls underneath my bed. An icy breeze is blowing in through the tongue and groove. My pants are frozen to the floor and I'm too sick to move. I didn't drink too many, 
only 30 cans of beer. It must have been that last shot that put me under here. It's the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards, and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we go for beer. The second week of deer camp is the greatest time of year. I remember playing poker, that weasel must have won. He's wearing mine with swampers and sleeping with my gun. He's snoring like a chainsaw, the camp smells like a dump. And someone's dirty underwear is hanging on the pump. Buckles in the wood box, Peter's passed out on the stove. His flannel shirt is smoking, I wonder if he knows. It's the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards, and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we go for beer. The second week of deer camp is the greatest time of year. Vito's crawling through the door, I think he got frostbite. He passed out in the outhouse, and he'd been there since last night. Goofa stumbles through the door, he says he got a buck. He was coming from the wayside, and he killed it with his truck. And Musty cracks a beer and says, it's time to celebrate. Goofus got the first buck since 1968. It's the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards, and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we go for beer. The second week of deer camp is the greatest time of year. It's the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards, and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. Well, you're you're right, Farmer Dave. We uh, we uh, do need a final day of deer camp. Somebody um, will write it too. Well, I'm just uh, I know, you know they will. Rick Norcross, are you listening? And uh, we've got some great songwriters in Vermont, and all we have to do is prod them in the right way, and next thing you know, we get a uh, you know we get one of those little discs sent to us saying, yeah. "Hey, wrote this." Uh, you know, uh, Moo Cow Milk, which we play. Yes. was uh, Rick wrote that when the. Uh, our esteemed agriculture commissioner and former uh, Vermont uh, news director, WDEV news director and television news director and longtime farmer, Anson Tebbets, uh, suggested, why don't you uh, write a song about that awful, uh, you know, uh, non-cow milk that they're selling in the supermarkets. And anyway, you'll, you'll hear it. If, if not on this program, you'll hear it today, this afternoon. During, there you uh, have it. Our, you know, I, I'll Rick, sh- Rick, but Rick is like uh, among uh, some of the great uh, Vermont songwriters that I'll stand in that aisle. To final day of Deer Cap. Yeah, I'll stand in that aisle. Yeah. With that nut milk. Yeah. And I just I can't do it. No, no. No. Almond. Well, you know, someone said, "Well, what about your cholesterol?" I said, "I made it. I made it to seventy nine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever cholesterol I'm." I've ingested. Yes, I brought it you know, with me. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's uh, you know uh, nothing's gonna nothing nothing's gonna change anything, and so no, I made it this far, and, and yep. I made it this far, and uh, rather than rather than worry about uh, moo cow milk, I uh, I celebrate it. There you go. There you have it. I I fear if I change something drastically that it. <laughs> It might kill me. <laughs> That's it, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, we're, t- we're talking hunting, and it's quite erudite. I mean, this gentleman uh, taught at Harvard and has been known as one of the great parodists of all time. Shall we hear from Tom Lear? I always will remember, t'was a year ago November, I went out to hunt some deer on a morning bright and clear. I went and shot the maximum the game laws would allow Two game wardens, seven hunters, and a cow I was in no mood to trifle I took down my trusty rifle And went out to stalk my prey What a haul I made that day I tied them to my fender And I drove them home somehow Two game wardens, seven hunters, and a cow The 
That's a he's hunter. A clever guy. <laughs> yes, he is. When he's not out shooting those critters, he's generally out poisoning pigeons in the park. Same guy. Yeah. Same guy. That's right. Yeah, he's a hunter, all right. Well, we uh, are sponsored. This uh, fracas that we have each and every uh, Saturday at 9 o'clock, brought to you by some of the fine people in Vermont. And uh, one of my favorite places, too. I love going into a store where, A, you find everything you need, and, B, you see a whole bunch of things you never thought you need, but now you know you need them, and they've got them, and that's the Willie store. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. You see, we've got educational and informative programs as well. Kind of well makes you wonder program. why, don't it? Yeah, we learn you yeah. well here on WDV. Yeah, you have I this show out. and then you have, well, yes. all the others. <laughs> Well, we've got Norwich hockey today, too. Going to be a good one. Uh, you know, I kind of root for Middlebury, but, uh, boy, uh, the Norwich cadets yesterday in the shootout uh, series that we're broadcasting this weekend really put it to uh, my old Middlebury Panthers. So we have a Norwich victory, which, of course, is a, a big uh, big plus and a big uh, thrill for all the Norwich fans, and there are so many out there. And then what a great rivalry when – you know, you have Plattsburgh playing St. Olaf, and St. Olaf is way out somewhere else. They bring in a Western team or a Midwest team to, to play uh, in the shootout. But then when it's one of the local teams winning, a great uh, intra-interstate rivalry, interstate rivalry tonight, it's going to be Norwich and Plattsburgh played at Plattsburgh. It, it's going to be a noisy one. It's going to be a great one. Craig Dorham makes a fabulous call. We've got it here tonight at 7 o'clock. Just thought I'd make a mention. There you have it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those other programs. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have a couple. Yeah. Now, this this next song has absolutely nothing to do with Deer Season, mm-hmm. but I just kind of like it. So this, this might be an excuse to not to go deer hunting. Okay. Yes. So should I push the button? Let's see what happens. Dear sir, I write this note to you to tell you of me plight. And at the time of writing, I am not a pretty sight. Me body is all black and blue, me face a deathly gray. And I write this note to say why Paddy's not at work today. While working on the 14th floor, some bricks I had to clear. Now to throw them down from such a height, it was not a good idea. The foreman wasn't very pleased, he being an awkward sod. He said I'd have to cart them down the ladders in me hod. Now, clearing all these bricks by hand, it was so very slow. So I hoisted up a barrel and secured the rope below. But in me haste to do the job... I was too blind to see that a barrel full of building bricks was heavier than me. So when I untied the rope, the barrel fell like lead, 
and clinging tightly to the rope I started up instead while well, I shot up like a rocket till to my dismay I found that halfway up I met the bloody barrel coming down <laughs> well the barrel broke me shoulder as to the ground it sped and when I reached the top I banged the pulley with me head while well, I clung on tight though numb with shock from this almighty blow and the barrel spilled out half the bricks 14 floors below now when these bricks had fallen from the barrel to the floor I then outweighed the barrel and so started down once more still clinging tightly to the rope I sped towards the ground and I landed on the broken bricks that were all scattered round. Well, I lay there groaning on the ground. I thought I'd passed the worst. When the barrel hit the pulley wheel and then the bottom burst. Well, a shower of bricks rained down on me. I hadn't got a hope. As I lay there moaning on the ground, I let go the bloody rope. The barrel then being heavier, it started down once more And landed right across me as I lay upon the floor Well, it broke three ribs and my left arm And I can only say that I hope you'll understand Why Paddy's not at work today One of those uh, wonderful story songs. Thank you, Farmer Day. Yeah, that's something you see on a Saturday morning with Bugs Bunny and a Roadrunner. <laughs> yes, that's a that's a typical Saturday morning. It is music to go to the dump by coming up in the uh, 10 o'clock hour. It'll be the outlaw Saturday morning for a couple of hours, midday news service at noon, music throughout the afternoon until the evening uh, Norwich hockey game. That's our battle plan today, and uh, we're off to a reasonable start, I would say. There you have it. Now, what was it I just brought over to you, Joel? (laughs) How quickly we forget. It's uh, one of my favorites, uh, Jimmy T, Jimmy T Thurston. Oh, yes, yeah. Vermont's number one outlaw, yeah. Jimmy T Thurston. Yeah, I, and I, this is our endorsement for the presidency of the United States of America because, well, I've kind of looked at what's there, and I, I think Willie's got a pretty good chance. I would hope so. You know, yes. I mean, uh, we've been behind you for governor for so long that uh, – I don't know if that's going to happen even, you know. Yeah, I mean, but uh, I think there might be a chance. And Jimmy T was the first to, you know, come across with the notion in song. No, that's, uh, come on. Or, or it's not working. Oh, no. Let's, let's see. One, two, three, four. four it must five. be the mainstream politics of the left and the be. right you interfering know, I, with Sir Jimmy of T. Boy, I tell you, I tell you, there. Uh, you know, when you hear all the conspiracy theories on uh, that's on political radio, this is one of them. It says cut five. I hit cut five and it just recircles back to three. We don't want three. Let's try five again. <laughs>
could fill the Senate floor with weed smoke, and they still couldn't get along. <laughs> you got it right there. That's perfect. You know, next, year is the, uh, next year is the election, and uh, Willie Nelson. Can you believe Willie Nelson was just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The Rock and Roll Hall. I mean, he's been inducted in every country music, the country music hall of fame, the songwriters hall of fame, and every hall of fame. I think they just sat down and said, well, he's just turned 91 or whatever. Uh, what Hall of Fame is he not in? You know, the Plumbers Hall of Fame. Oh, well, let's just put him in. Oh, let's put him in the Rock and Roll There you go. Fame. And a big salute to Willie. And a big salute to Jimmy T. You know? you know, it's weird. You look at his early days, Sir Willie, when he was all clean cut and wore <laughs> suits. And it's just, wow. There was that time. Yes, anyway. there was. Okay, all kinds of important things going on. And uh, our, one of our favorite places, Northeast Slopes. But by golly, Wade Pierce is not at Northeast Slopes. He's... He's at a ski area where there aren't any rope toes. Are there any in Killington, uh, Wade? No, unfortunately, they haven't caught up with that end of that part of the ski industry yet, so I suspect they'll put some high-speed rope toes in here soon. You're going to have to bring the technology and teach it to them. That's that's your mission. Hey, Joel, what am I wearing for a hat? Oh, yes, look at it. He's got the door. I got the Northeast Slopes hat on. I wear it all the time. Yes, way, Wade. Okay, excellent. So we've got so much to talk about. Things are going to be happening at Northeast Slopes, but if I'm not mistaken, there's some kind of some kind of event? Is it a, a bake sale or something taking place at Killington, or is it something else going there, on? There is. I I'm, mean, I'm, it's thousands and thousands of people right now at the bottom of the hill. It's nice and chilly, fresh air down here. Um, there were then moments, uh, Sarah Hector, I believe, is going to go first, and Vermont's own Burke Academy, Michaela Schifrin has drawn bid, num- bid number three, and then her staunchest competition Petra Volhova from Slovakia is number five. That's going to be where it's at today, I believe. And this course is rock hard and icy. They're they're waxing their skis now, and their edges are all sharp. And these it's GS, so they're going to be doing you know 45, 50, 55 miles an hour on a 50 degree pitch down here at the bottom where everybody's watching. And it's going to be really exciting. Round one, 60, 67 skiers, 30 to make the show for one o'clock this afternoon, and. And uh, we'll give you an update. And, and speaking of updates, on our Facebook uh, for Northeast Slopes, we're always looking for volunteers and lift operator training. If you have uh, had that on your bucket list and always wanted to be a rope tow or T-bar lift operator, it's free from both directions. It doesn't pay. It's all volunteer, purely satisfaction. And uh, we are doing lift training next Saturday and Sunday at Northeast Slopes, as well as a ski sale, too, in the morning. Oh, okay. 1 o'clock Saturday and 10 o'clock Sunday. They're going to teach you the ropes. <laughs> going to teach you the ropes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, anyway, Wade, thank you very much, and do keep us up to date on what's happening with the uh, with yep. the you know with the big event that's uh, taking place at Killington with some of the greatest names in skiing, including one that we all have a great proprietary interest in, Michaela Schifrin, and she's about to, yeah. She's yeah. About to go right now, huh? Just a uh, Moments from now, yeah, they're huh? just buried ahead, send the first skier down shortly. I'm about 30 yards from the finish line, and I'm also in front of a big jumbotron, so I can see the first half. Uh, they are counting down 47 seconds to the first runner, and I'll I'll talk to you again during the next show. Okay, I, I trust you have your long johns on now. It's uh, not a not, oh, not a warm day. And this I, 
I got at least two on. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. 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 Wade Talk Pearson of Northeast Slopes, but uh, reporting to us from Killington, and we will have uh, up to the minute uh, on the scene reports during the course of our Outlaw Saturday morning and music program in the afternoon. Okay, wow, huh, what an eventful music to go to the Dump Buy program. Yeah, see, we, we are on the cutting edge. Okay. Or as Kenley used to say, we're leaning over the leading edge of social relevance. That's right. I'm not sure what the hell that means, Joe, but one of these days I will figure it out. And I'm leaning over a couple of machines. You know, I don't really use the same machines to play my music, you know, that uh, they have on. Well, the yeah, you play good music. Well, no, I just, <laughs> uh, these, I don't know how these machines work, but I do know something right now. Is that they're dead empty? Do you have something for me? I, I, I do believe I brought over there by your cup. I think it's a Bobby Bear. Okay, yeah. And which means dumpsters. Yeah. It is that time. Okay. It is time to put your hands on the radio. Let's see. To repent of anything that you might have done in the last hour <laughs> that could be held against you at a later date. You know, it, it is amazing. We joke about that, but you know, you yeah. put your hands on the radio. The old radio evangelists you used to do that, and those glowing. But, but you would, you, you would feel the you the, warmth. Feel the warmth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we've got an Atwater tent in the mezzanine studio. We always talk about the mezzanine studio where all the live music was played on a regular basis here on W. D-E-V, and you know, we've got a cooking show coming out of But anyway, that uh, every now and then, clunk, turn that thing on and then just feel the warmth yep. on that all that water can radio. So anyway, people do that. They do. So it is time, dumpsters, for the hymn of the day. Drop kick me Jesus to the goalpost of life End over and neither left nor the right Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights Drop kick me Jesus to the goalpost of life Make me, oh make me Lord more than I am Make me a piece in your master game plan Free from the earthly temptations below I've got the will, Lord, if you've got the toe Drop kick me, Jesus, to the goalposts of life End over and neither left nor the right Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights Drop kick me, Jesus, to the goalposts of life Take all the brothers who've gone on before And all the sisters who've knocked on your door All the departed, dear loved ones of mine Stick them up front in the offensive line Drop kick me, Jesus, to the goalposts of life End over and neither left nor the right Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights Drop kick me, Jesus, to the goalposts of life. And drop kick me, Jesus, to the goalposts of life. And over and neither left nor the right. Straight through the heart of them righteous uprights. Drop kick me, Jesus, to the goalposts of life. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. And uh, speaking of which, Farmer Dave, there'll be uh, hopefully something, you know, Heading over the goalposts tomorrow because right here on W, talk about the variety and nature and eclectic, uh, you know, nature of our programming here. Tomorrow, New York, uh, San Francisco, New York Giants, <laughs> New York Giants and um, Boston and uh, New England Patriots football here on WDEV. Giants, Patriots, footballs. I think if you were to pick two teams that have more fans in our immediate area, it would be the Giants and the Patriots, both having terrible seasons, but somebody's got to win tomorrow, right? You would think. You would think. <laughs> so we've got that. They, they, they can't have a tie. 10 o'clock, uh, the pregame, and uh, don't ask me why it's a three-hour pregame, but uh, 1 o'clock will be the kickoff. WDEV tomorrow. That allows you to get your nap before the game. Well, during the pregame, even. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, dumpsters. Well, this show, heard each and every week at this time in memory of Buster and Marie, what I call the best hour in radio, and that of which is made possible by the big guy himself, 
Ken Squire. We'll see you next week, dumpsters. Boom, 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 boom.